Informing America's farmers and ranchers. It's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Adams on Agriculture. We kick off a new week. Hope you had a good weekend. I'm in Sedalia, Missouri at the Missouri State Fair, broadcasting from the Missouri Farm Bureau building. And uh, always enjoy coming back to this fair. It's a great agricultural fair. We're going to talk with the fair director. We're going to talk with the president of the Missouri Farm Bureau. We're going to talk with the Missouri Director of Agriculture. We'll talk with a member of the uh, National Corn Board from Missouri, all coming up on today's program here at the Missouri State Fair. Let's start off with Mark Wolf, director of the fair. And Mark, another great fair. Now, I know you're battling some things. You're a little warmer than uh, they thought it might be this week. That's not always unusual, of course, but you're dealing with drought here in Missouri and you've got an ag economy. So uh, you tell me your attendance, what, down maybe a little bit so far early in the fair? Yeah, Mike, we, uh, you know, we, we normally see the effect of, uh, you know, things that affect uh, agriculture in Missouri. It certainly affects us back at fair time. And, um, yeah, it's a little bit warmer than, than they anticipated. And uh, so more like our normal August weather, I guess. Uh, it's certainly not intolerable. But uh, so we've seen a little bit of decline in attendance. Uh, some things are doing very well. Some things are up a little bit. But attendance overall is down a, a hair this year. Uh, and we do see that effect, um, you know, with the drought that's going on in, uh, in our state right now. Uh, the ag economy in general, uh, it's not uncommon for us to see that, that downturn in attendance just based on the fact that, you know, farmers are, are, are good business people and understand, hey, you know, this year maybe we better stay closer to home and uh, we got some other things to prepare for. We're going to be talking a lot about those drought issues on the program today here in Missouri, but you still have plenty of attractions, some big events coming up for the rest of this week to draw people in. We do. Uh, you know, boy, we're just right in the heart of uh, our livestock show. has been going on through the weekend and uh, really continue right on through till uh, Saturday when we kind of culminate that with our uh, – with our sale of champions um so the steers the, the hog barns are full the sheep barns full our carker shows are going on uh, we still got uh, the last of some poultry stuff to finish up and and uh, gosh today's 4-h dog show um so we got a, we got a lot of things going on on the grounds and uh, uh you know we're just looking forward to uh rain if we get it we're you know normally i would be a little more concerned that we'll take whatever we get we need it and uh and so that's fine we'll work around that and uh, you know, maybe that'll put people in a little bit better spirits, too. I was going to say rain usually would keep people away. It might make them, you know, put them in such a good mood they'd come on out it to the just fair. might. You know, maybe that's maybe that's the key. So uh, we'll, we'll happily take whatever we get, and uh, we'll adjust our schedules to try to work around that the best we can. So you have good livestock numbers? We do. Uh, I haven't seen the final, and, and obviously there are a few classes of things where we take them up pretty close to the start of the fair. So, uh uh, once we get going in, into the fair itself, it's uh, it's kind of hard to backtrack and get those final totals. But we're going to be right around uh, overall about 30,000 entries. Now, that's not all livestock, but uh, obviously, uh, but we expect our livestock numbers are probably going to be, you know, 15 to 18,000 uh, overall. And so that's pretty good. We're talking with Mark Wolf, director of the Missouri State Fair. Mark, I mentioned at the outset, this is such a great ag fair, and I know you take pride in that. Absolutely. And that is really the emphasis of this fair, right, to showcase Missouri agriculture. You know, that's uh, that's our sole purpose and uh, has always been the, the idea behind fairs, you know, is to come in friendly competition uh, amongst folks in agriculture to show off the best of the best of whether it's their, you know, 500-pound watermelon or, or, or pumpkin and, a, you know, 200-pound watermelon, whatever it might be, best steer, best pig. So, you know, that's that's what the fairs were started around and and fortunately the missouri state fair has really stayed true to those roots and, and we hope that it continues that long after i'm gone and i think that's important 
always a challenge putting together an event like this. I know the planning, I'm sure you're planning thinking ahead to next year's fair already. Yeah, we, uh, you know, things that take a lot of time, we, we start uh, way early. We've already made uh, offers for entertainment for, for 2019. You know, I think we've got five offers out on that already and a couple acts already booked. So it, it's, a, it's certainly a year-long process to, to pull all this together. Any changes on your fairgrounds uh, structurally? Have you made any improvements in any new buildings or anything? We, uh, we, well, we don't have any new buildings. Uh, we have about 100 of them out here already, <laughs> and a lot of them very historic. Uh, we were very fortunate a couple years ago through the building bonds. Uh, the fairgrounds did receive some money, and we did major uh, renovations to our historic Coliseum, which was built in 1906, and then again, uh, right next to that, to the to the south, the women's building, uh, which was built in 1910. So, uh, very fortunate to get that work done. They look absolutely beautiful. Uh, it was work that was sorely needed, and then uh, we actually got some campground upgrades. Uh, got a lot more sites out here with 50 amp service now. So we're we're, we're moving forward. You mentioned your historic building. Uh, a lot of times, I think people come to a fair and don't always appreciate the history at a state fairgrounds and, and there's a lot of it here there certainly is now you know we're not obviously not the oldest uh, state fairgrounds in the country by any means and there's some that have been around quite a bit longer than us but uh you know one thing about here in missouri we have really stayed true to the original structures uh, i've seen fairs that uh, have torn down a lot of the old ones in disrepair we've opted to go the other direction and and the state's been very good over time to, to come in and step in and, and help us keep this facility up. So uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful campus out here in Missouri. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's just a really very historic uh, setting. And, you know, I mentioned that you obviously highlight Missouri agriculture, but there's a big emphasis as well on this is a, uh, an event for families to come in and have a good uh, environment for the family to come and enjoy themselves. Absolutely. You know, you want it to be a, a family-friendly environment for folks, and, you know, our, our fair is for everybody. You don't you don't have to be a farmer. You don't have to be involved in the agricultural industry to come to the fair and enjoy the fair. Obviously, if you're not involved in agriculture, we'd love for you to come because we'd like to educate you a little bit. You know, I think that's important, and I think that's a major part of our programming. You know, what's what's what are we doing about ag- education to, uh, you know, to make sure people understand how their food's produced, uh, where it comes from. Uh, we can showcase how we do it in Missouri, and we do it safely and correctly. Because a lot of people coming to the state fair, this might be, you know, uh, their closest contact with, uh, you know, where their food comes from as far as learning and the experience and and that's important as you said it you might be able to get that message out to somebody yeah you know this might be their best opportunity in some cases to to get up close to agriculture and uh you know you come folks come in for the more urban areas sometimes uh and over time we seem to have lost that a little bit you know folks in the urban areas and a lot of young kids these days don't really understand where food comes from how it's produced and uh, this is a great opportunity for them to come out and and see it basically on the farm you know Always somewhat of a struggle how the school calendar works out when the kids go back to school. How did it work this year for you? Well, you know, fortunately in today they wait till the fair is over. I think uh, the Marshall schools to the north are, uh, do the <coughs> excuse me do the same. But uh, <coughs> that is a challenge for us. Uh, you know, schools continually seem to, to keep backing up and starting a little early, and that, that is a challenge. But, uh, uh, you know, we try to do our best to work through that, and, you know, maybe there's some things that could be done at some point to kind of set a, set a date on that where that doesn't happen. So you still got some big grandstand attractions coming up? We do. Uh, you know, we got the outlaw truck and tractor pullers out there today pulling, and, and then we'll go back into our concerts. We got uh, Sammy Kershaw Tuesday night. Uh, we got the show that got rained out last year, which was the Southern Uprising with Travis Tritt and Charlie Daniels and all those folks uh, on Wednesday night. We'll have our uh, Christian concert Thursday night with Casting Crowns, uh, Friday Aaron Watson, 
in uh, uh, Tim, Montana, and then we wrap up our concert Saturday night with Cole Swindell and Ray Lynn. Tickets still available, right? Tickets still available. We'll squeeze you in somewhere. Mark, always good to see you. Great fair as always. Thank Mike, you very much. Mike, thanks for having us on. Mark Wolf, director of the Missouri State Fairs. We're broadcasting today from the Missouri Farm Bureau building here at the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia. We'll be talking with the president of the Missouri Farm Bureau, Blake Hurst, coming up uh, in our next segment. We want to talk about the, the drought here in Missouri. We want to talk about some trade issues and some concerns that they have. And then later we'll talk with the Missouri Director of Agriculture, Chris Chen, still to come on today's show. So stay with us as we kick off a week in Sedalia, Missouri at the Missouri State Fair. This is Adams on Agriculture. Farmers are feeling the pain from President Trump's trade war. Brent Bible Farms in Lafayette, Indiana. Today we farm about 5,000 acres and raise primarily corn and soybeans. Free trade is essential to the ag economy. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war that I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be one of the first casualties of the trade war. President Trump, stop the trade war. Paid for by Farmers for Free Trade. TariffsHurt.com. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 immediately. That's 800-955-4538. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything, editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-4538 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-4538. That's 800-955-4538. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 for your free author submission kit. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heart for a mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-318-7903. That's 1-800-318-7903. 1-800-318-7903. 
Call now. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. And welcome back. We're at the Missouri State (laughs) Fair in Sedalia and broadcasting from the Missouri Farm Bureau building. That's why we have the president of the Missouri Farm Bureau with us, Blake Hurst, and all these cameras are out. They all want your picture, Blake. Well, I don't know what they're going to do with them. I hope they uh, don't use them to throw uh, darts at. (laughs) Well, this is a big day for Missouri Farm Bureau. It is. Farm Family Day at the fair. We uh, work in partnership with the Extension Service of the University of Missouri to recognize farm families from every county in the state as well as the St. Louis uh, St. Louis City, so it's a big day for uh, Missouri agriculture. A lot of issues. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, one of the reasons wanted to be here today is to be able to get an update on the conditions in this in the state of Missouri. We've uh, talked a lot about it here on Adams on Agriculture. That uh, while several states are having bumper years, bumper crops, that's not the case here in Missouri. Drought has been with you all year. Yeah, it is a tremendous drought. It's growing. Uh, everywhere north of the river has been affected. A lot of the southern parts of the state are dry as well. And uh, I talked to, I think, a half dozen fellows last night chopping corn, had it evaluated at less than 10 bushels an acre. So we're we're in the middle of it, uh, and it's a mess. And how widespread is it? Can you give us an idea? Well, on pretty the well state? the northern half of the state is in, in, in D3, I guess they say now, D4. Uh, but all of the state, I think, is suffering from dry weather. And that leads to a real concern that you have over any kind of aid or assistance, and the formula that is going to be used really hurts Missouri. It does. As I understand it, it's going to be based, trade mitigation payments are going to be based on this year's yields. Now, all of us, uh, or hopefully most people, were smarter than I was, but I had some inventory left over from last year's crop. We're still pricing last year's crop, which I typically would. Uh, We would be pricing this year's crop if we had one, but we'd also be pricing next year's crop as well. So... Uh, our trade problems have affected at least three years' returns, and yet they're only basing the mitigation payments on this year's crop, uh, which will mean that a lot of uh, Missouri won't receive any payments at all. Uh, so, so if we're going to have this uh, program, if we're going to try to try to fill in some of the hole left by uh, tariffs and worldwide trade problems, uh, I think Missouri ought to be a part of it. Yeah, the year you need it the help the most, the formula works against you. Oh, it does, and and I guess it's uh, it seems that. To be sort of cynical about it, it'd be obviously much easier to administer the program if they use our, our, our APH, our production history. Uh, they could get it done quicker. Uh, not coincidentally, it'd be much easier to get those uh, mitigation payments out before this fall's elections. It'd be very difficult to do if they use this year's crop. So I hope they'll reconsider that decision. We're talking with Blake Hurst, president of Missouri Farm Bureau. Blake. We know, you mentioned your yields are going to be way down. We've, we've talked to uh, livestock producers here in the state having to sell off cattle. Hay's too expensive, don't have the feed for them. I mean, so this, uh, when you get into a drought, decisions are made that certainly impact the operation beyond just this year. Yeah, and one of the difficulties we're facing, we had a very, very cold spring. So I was talking to, to a purebred beer, as it turns out, but a cattle producer in central Missouri a week ago, and he said, look, in 2012, our last big drought, I had great hay. Uh, great growth in April and May before it turned off hot and dry. This year he got no growth in April because of the cold cold weather and then immediately went into summer in a, in a record drought. So uh, we're actually in worse shape than we were during the drought of 2012. Yeah, I've heard people compare it to 
those big years, 36, 54, those that are kind of in people's memories or at least they've heard or read about them as the big drought years. Yeah, it's going to be one we'll remember, I think, for anybody in farming today is going to remember this one for the rest of their career, that's for sure. Okay, you got a big button here. I'm a farmer for free trade. I know you're going to have a, a, an event here on the grounds uh, around 11 o'clock today uh, talking about trade issues. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're concerned about what's happening with our export markets. Now, all of us understand, uh, you know, that the uh, people I represent vote for President Trump and are very much on board with the fact that we need to improve uh, trading relations with China, that they've treated us unfairly, treated other countries in the world unfairly. Uh, but uh, but we're concerned about what uh, the results of that attempt to, to make that relationship better have meant to uh, U.S. agriculture. We're, we're patient. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep uh, fighting the good fight as long as we can. But at some point, we need to see some progress. We need to see some progress with Mexico. Uh, we need to see some progress with Canada. Uh, we need to fix things with China, but let's not pick fights with the rest of the world at the same time. So you think that support for the president is still here in, in farm country in Missouri, but maybe getting <laughs> that patience is getting a Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, farmers are smart people. They're sophisticated people. They agree with what the president's doing on almost every issue. On this one, uh, we've got some concerns, and I think patience is wearing thin. You know, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, we realize the issues, there are issues that need to be resolved with, with China and some of the other issues, but it seems like agriculture is being asked to pay a pretty heavy price in getting those things resolved. It is, and obviously the trade mitigation uh, payments are a way of trying to alleviate that harm to agriculture, but it's not going to help us here in Missouri. So when you look at, I, you've also got a key Senate race going on here in the state. That's going to bring a lot of outside attention into Missouri. A lot of outside money is going to be coming in here. That's going to be interesting as we head to the uh, the election. Yeah, we uh, our organization, of course, does take a position in the Senate race on Friday. We endorse uh, Josh Hawley, the Republican candidate in this, that Senate race. There will be a lot of uh, national attention. I think it's one of the few places uh, where the Republicans are seeing this having a chance to pick up a seat. If Hawley wins here in Missouri, it almost guarantees uh, that the Republicans remain control. It's going to be a very closely watched race. Yeah, a lot of eyes will be here on this race in the state of Missouri. We're talking with Missouri Farm Bureau President Blake Hurst. Blake, as you talk with your members, obviously I'm sure this year drought's right at the top of the list for most of them on issues. Trade right behind it. What else? Are they, is there much talk about Farm Bill? Oh, I think people are anxious for it to get done, uh, optimistic that it will be done by September 30th. But I have to tell you, this drought, I think, is sort of all-consuming. Uh, that's what people worry about, what's keeping them up at night. Uh, it's just hard not to think to think about anything else. Whatever day when you walk out the front door, uh, you see it's the destruction uh, of your crops, your lawns, your pastures. Uh, it's been a tough summer. Yeah, I know driving up, we saw, you know, ponds that are pretty well dry. And uh, it, it, I know a lot of areas it's hard to even find water to haul to your livestock yeah, yeah right? it's been a challenge i think to keep cattle watered as well as fed so when you um, when you talk with officials uh both here in the state and in washington dc about the, these concerns what are you hearing back from them well obviously there we've made progress over the last uh, few years in programs that are available for livestock producers mm -hmm. on that's a very good thing i think the one thing the drought does remind all of us is how very, very important crop insurance is to crop producers. That's why the passage of the Farm Bill is so important. So as we worry about drought, back in the back of our minds is, look, without the, the safety net, without the guarantee of uh, crop insurance revenues, we'd be in a heck of a lot worse shape than we are now. So that's something that's, I think, 
emphasized by this drought. I guess that's one of the big sighs of relief that uh, as they work on the farm bill, crop insurance on both the house and Senate side pretty well protected. Yeah, we're, we're uh, seem to be pretty close agreement, not a whole lot of difference between the two bills. Uh, whatever comes out of the conference committee, I think we can be uh, confident that we'll have a good crop insurance program. It, I guess it's a sign of the times the farm bill is basically kind of going to be decided whether or not they can work out the disagreements on the SNAP program. Yeah, that's clearly there's there's some differences in conservation, but but I think those will be pretty easily worked out. The problem will be uh, whether we can get the House and the Senate to agree on how we go forward on SNAP. I always say it's it's ironic. We need the SNAP program to get a farm bill passed, but yet the SNAP program makes it harder to get a farm bill passed. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. We have, seem to have agreement on the actual farm part of the farm bill, uh, tremendous disagreement on feeding programs. Uh, but I'm confident we'll get it done. Any other state issues legislatively that the Farm Bureau is working on here in Missouri? Well, we'll have a uh, ballot initiative uh, this fall. I actually have a couple of them I think are important to rural people. Uh, one will increase uh, gasoline taxes. That's worse uh, to uh, support typically or primarily the highway patrol, uh, but that will free up money for road maintenance and construction. I think that's important to rural Missouri. Farm Bureau is supporting that. And then we've got one called Clean Missouri that will change the uh, – change the election laws in the state of Missouri term limits also or excuse me contribution limits also will change how Missouri is redistricted and I think there has to be some real concern in real Missouri that that will be harmful uh, to our representation both in the state house and in Congress uh, so we're looking at that one very closely and uh, have some real concerns. Always, That's always controversial when you start drawing those lines. Right? It is and it's always a political process and uh, uh, I just don't think you can take it out of politics, and I hope Missourians realize that. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays. There, there are a lot of big issues uh, on the table, and we'll be seeing how, how those play out. But right now, the biggest issue would be if you could just get some rain here. We've got Missouri. a 60% chance for tomorrow, so we're praying. Yeah, how often are you at the Missouri State Fair hoping it rains all week? <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. And I talked to, you know, I'm sure Mark is the same way, but uh, the people that are responsible for the fair know how, the problems that rain causes, but clearly – all of us want rain. Nothing would be better than everybody under a, a roof somewhere, a tent, or somewhere on the Missouri State Fairgrounds watching it rain. That's right. we got lots of cold milk here at the Farm Bureau building. I hope the place is packed. And as they were doing that, they'd all be calling home. Is it raining at home? Yeah, is it exactly. raining at home? Yeah, That's looking at their phones, seeing if they're what the radar showing. Well, Blake, thank you. Uh, always good to talk with you. Thanks for having us uh, here in your building. Uh, always, This is kind of a center of activity here on the fairgrounds. Good to talk Appreciate to you. Appreciate you being here. Take care. Blake, President of the Missouri Farm Bureau. Well, yeah, the drought, first and foremost, in the thoughts in the, on the minds of many in Missouri. We're going to talk about that with Missouri Director of Agriculture Chris Chin coming up next. Get updates on some other ag issues as well. Stay with us. From the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia, Missouri, this is Adams on Agriculture. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is Mobile Help, America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with Mobile Help, you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button. I pressed the button, and lo and behold, the emergency came within minutes. Mobile Help did save my life. No question about that. Call Mobile Help now for a free color brochure. We'll send you everything you need, including the base station, the patented mobile device, 
the waterproof pendant and wrist button. You can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help. Call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial. There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your plan purchase. Remember, mobile help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free mobile help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137. Time for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson from the American Ag Network. In the grain and oil seed sector, we've got a bit of a Monday mix in soybean futures. We were defensive in the overnight trade, but trying to stabilize in the day's affair. Private exporters reporting to USDA sales of 142,500 metric tons of soybeans for delivery to Mexico during the 2018-19 marketing year. U.S. soybean farmers are due for a Record harvest, according to USDA. The government forecast on Friday that U.S. soybean production in 2018-19 would rise to an all-time high of 4.6 billion bushels. That larger harvest expected to contribute to a growing domestic surplus. USDA saying stockpiles in 2018-19 expected to climb to a record 785 million bushels. That's 80% above the same time a year earlier. Near unchanged on new crop November soybeans an hour into the trading day at 8.62 and a quarter. Two to three cents lower in corn an hour into the trading day. The wheats trending 13 to 14 lower in the hard wheats of Kansas City and Minneapolis. Chicago wheat trending 9 to 10 cents lower. USDA expecting the 2018-19 wheat crop to reach 1.88 billion bushels. That'd be up 8% from last year. Livestock at the Merck in live cattle futures, we are 60 to a dollar lower. Feeder cattle, 90 to a dollar lower. Cash cattle, bids and asking prices in the central and southern plains, not expected to be well defined until perhaps Wednesday or later. In lean hog futures, October, $2.35 higher an hour into the day. The Dow up 50 points, crude oil down 43 cents. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture, presented by the American Ag Network. I'm Rusty Halverson. I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over 5 million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our Freedom Quest program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. When credit card debt is the problem, we're the solution. Call Consolidated Credit now. As soon as you call, the hard part is over. Call Consolidated Credit now. 1-800-489-7204. 1-800-489-7204. That's 1-800-489-7204. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Licensed debt management service provider, Vermont and New York Banking Departments, Maryland 49, Oregon DM80031. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. And we're at the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia, Missouri. Always a busy spot in the fairgrounds, the Missouri Farm Bureau building, where we're broadcasting from today. And joined by our good friend, the uh, 
Director of Agriculture for the State of Missouri, Chris Chin. Good to see you. Hi, Mike. It's always great to have you back at the State Fair. Appreciate it. It's good to be back. And uh, I know I wish we had something more pleasant to talk about, but I'm sure you're dealing with constantly the drought issues in the state of Missouri and hearing from producers around the state. We are. You know, right now the drought is the the biggest impact on our Missouri farms and ranches. You know, 97% of Missouri is in a drought status. So that's a huge deal. And unfortunately, Missouri seems to be alone in this. There's not a lot of states surrounding us who are having the same challenges, which is great for them. But it does make our Missouri farmers, um, you know, have a lot bigger issues to have to tackle alone. Yeah, when I came up to Blakehurst today, I said, you probably don't want to hear how good crops look back where I am living, where I live in West Central Illinois. I won't even bring up how good they're looking. So, But you are dealing with the situation, and he brought it up. Any compensation or aid package, if they're going to deal with uh, this year's yields, it puts Missouri in a real bind. It does. You know, our farmers are kind of at a disadvantage this year. So we've been doing everything we can to share that information with USDA and let them know the challenges that we're seeing here in Missouri with the boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. So... As you talk with farmers, where does the drought seem to be the worst? Northern part of the state, is that the, the worst part of it? Yeah, northwest Missouri is the worst. Caldwell County recently got updated to a D4 status. So northwest Missouri has definitely been hit the hardest, but northeast Missouri has been hit hard as well in certain areas. Southwest Missouri as well. Um, really, there's just a few little counties down in southeast Missouri that are doing fairly decent, which is great for them, um, but it's just a real challenge up in that northwest area. We're hearing producers with little to no crop at all to harvest this year, right? Right. We've been hearing that as well. You know, the biggest challenge for our cattle producers are their pastures. They're feeding hay earlier than ever, um, and they're just not going to have a lot of hay. Some some farmers um, and cattlemen are faced with liquidating some of their herds, and that's a difficult decision because, you know, building up a cattle herd doesn't happen overnight. takes many years, um, and it's just a, a really tough year for our ranchers. I mentioned that with Blake earlier. When you have something like a drought, it's not a one, even if the drought's only one year, the impact of it lasts much longer. Exactly. You know, and we have some counties that this is the second year they've had a drought. And so they're they're two years into this, two years with not having a carryover of hay. Um, hay's getting expensive, as we know. And so they're looking at alternative options. You know, I've heard of some farmers going to bale up their beans so that they have that forage opportunity for the cattle this winter. Yeah, going to really taking every, any step that they can. And I keep hearing that, you know, it's hard to even bring in water in some cases. Towns are out of water, too. It's hard to get water at all. Right. It's not just an agriculture issue when it comes to water. You know, it's a it's a residential issue as well. And so we're all trying to find how do we work together um, to make sure everyone's needs are met. And so that's why it's been really important that Governor Parson issued on July the 18th his executive order that activated the Drought Assessment Committee. That allows us to have more resources to be assessing, to find out what is out there available for Missouri farmers, but also for Missouri municipalities as well. We're talking with Missouri Director of Agriculture Chris Chin with the Missouri Farm Bureau building here at the uh, Missouri State Fair. You'll hear in the background uh, the daily press briefing going on, uh, going over attendance figures and how things are going on here at the fair. Uh, We understand, talking to Mark Wolf, that the, the... drought has probably impacted attendance here at the fair as well. It has. You know, our attendance is down because, especially for a few of our cattle shows, um, not down significantly, but we are seeing down numbers because farmers just don't want to come feed hay for a few extra days because they know that they're already tight on their supplies. Um, Also, people are hauling water already back home, and so it's really difficult for that family to leave that farm and expect someone else to haul water for them. 
an issue that you and I have talked about these past couple of years. That's been the dicamba issue here in Missouri. You've been uh, right at the right on the front lines with that here in Missouri. What's the latest for your state? Well, year to date, um, we are at 185 uh, investigations and or 186. I'm sorry, as of August the 6th. So we have 186 complaints that have come into the department that are alleged dicamba or 24D. And so we are down. That's about 50 down from where we were last year at this time. We would have liked to have seen that number to be a lot more um, to be down, but at least we did see some improvement. So we do think that some of the steps that the EPA take and change, took in changing their label, as well as a few of the steps that we took in changing the Missouri label, did have an impact. It just wasn't the impact we were hoping. Yeah, Chris, I, I find myself kind of scratching my head. I mean, we're in, what, at least three years of this. Uh, all the education that's been done, all the steps that have been taken, and to still have that many complaints. Now, we don't, those are, you know, we don't know if they're all truly dicamba. That'll be determined at a later date. But still, it makes me wonder, what, what's the next step going to be? Right, you know, it was a two-year registration from EPA for dicamba technology. So they are looking at what they're going to do. Um, you know, we haven't heard anything out of them. We have no indication which direction they're going to go. But we really feel like what we did in Missouri of... Uh, the stewardship, you know, promoting stewardship, making sure that it was applicators, agribusinesses, academia and researchers, along with our state and federal governments working together, um, that we did raise attention, that we did make people more aware of the situation uh, so that we could have a more successful future with these products. But we still don't know what the future holds. Um, Missouri, of course, will not make any decision until we find out what EPA's decision is going to be on this technology. When you get a complaint, what do you do with it? So when we get a complaint, um, we have to assign it to an investigator. And from there, they go out, they talk to the farmer. They make sure that the farmer themselves followed all of the steps that they were using the technology as well. And then they let us know who they think the you know alleged applicator could be. Then that's another investigation where you have to go out and talk to him. So they take a lot of time. And when you get multiple complaints coming in in one day, um, you know it, it's just a very time consuming process to be able to get everywhere. Missouri is a very big state. Um, we have eight total investigators, but we've had a few retirements also this year. So we are down on our staff numbers this year as well. So that's a bigger challenge for us than it was last year. There's so many layers to this. You've got weather, you've got uh, handling, you've got uh, application dates, you've got the product itself. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to look at on this. Right, there are a lot of moving parts on this, and so it's something that you want to you want to pay a lot of attention to. You want to get it right. We want to make sure that farmers who want to use that technology have it available in future years, but we also want to make sure for the farmers who choose not to, that they have that opportunity as well to make that choice. We also want to make sure that farmers who have no dicamba tolerant product available like our peach growers, our vineyards, our nurseries, our greenhouses. We want to make sure that we, we can allow them to continue to farm in Missouri as well too. So it is definitely a big job. We're talking with Missouri Director of Agriculture Chris Chin. Chris, I know since you've become director, you have you and your staff, you've been very proactive taking agriculture's message out to people. Tell us about some of the ways you've been doing that. So 
At the Department of Agriculture, we developed a strategic plan called MORE. It has four pillars, feed more, reach more, connect more, and empower more. My favorite pillar um, is feed more, about raising awareness about food insecurity. Farmers just want to farm, that's what we do best, and what better way to promote agriculture than to making sure that the people who need it the most are able to receive it. We want to make sure that that our farmers are able to choose whatever type of farming they want to make sure consumers have that choice. The food insecure can't always afford more expensive food. So we want to make sure that they have every option out there available to them um, and that they understand that Missouri farmers really care. Our Reach More pillar is all about sharing the story of agriculture in every shape and form that we can. So we, we work closely with the St. Louis Science Center and the GROW exhibit to make sure that we help them have farmers and ranchers on site whenever the opportunities arise so people can talk to a real Missouri farmer and rancher, ask questions, learn about the farms and ranches. So that's been a great benefit. Um, but we're also trying to get more involved in other areas of the state as well. Every educational opportunity that we have, we take it. If you go over to the agriculture building uh, today or any day throughout the state fair we have what you call the ag venture and it's a neat opportunity for all ages to learn more about agriculture as well here in the state of missouri you have a situation you got missouri you get, i mean you got st louis and kansas city and oftentimes there can be a real disconnect between those two areas and the rest of Missouri, which is very rural. And I know you've really done a lot to reach into those metropolitan areas and try to get Ag's message in there. We have. You know, we're looking for every opportunity where we can send our staff in there to talk one-on-one. We're using social media, every opportunity that we can, because that's the fastest way to, to hit the next generation, but also just people everywhere. Uh, so we've been doing that a lot as well. We just want to make sure that people see agriculture um, as economic development because that truly is what agriculture is and we want them to know that farmers and ranchers are just like them we have kids we care about we're taking care of aging parents just like many others all of the challenges we face in rural Missouri are the same as the challenges in the urban areas it's just in a different setting and probably a lot of people living in Missouri and this could be the case in any state I guess don't realize the economic impact agriculture has on their state. Right. You know, agriculture in Missouri is an $88 billion industry. We are the number one industry in Missouri, and we impact every Missourian every day. Not only if you eat, but when you pump your gas or when you go to the grocery store and you purchase food across the scales. That is agriculture. The Department of Agriculture makes sure that those scales are accurate, that those pumps are accurate, so that Missourians are getting the value they deserve. You get back home to the hog farm very much? I try to get home at least two times a week um, because I still take care of paying all the bills on our family farm. <laughs> so either on Saturday or Sunday evening, you'll find me uh, paying the bills. And I think that's really important because I know how difficult it is to pay the bills right now. I know the struggle that every farmer is facing in Missouri right now with this drought. Well, I know you bring that great perspective to the job and uh, you're out there representing Missouri agriculture every day. Keep up the good work. Good Thanks, to see you. Mike. It was great to see you, too. You take care. Missouri Director of Agriculture Chris Chin here at the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia, Missouri. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Gary Porter, a corn grower here in Missouri. He's a member of the National Corn Board. We'll talk about some of these trade issues that are going on, and I'm sure he'll talk about the drought as well. As we continue from the Missouri Farm Bureau building on the fairgrounds here at the Missouri State Fair, stay with us. This is Adams on Agriculture. All right, crew, let's get her dug. 
Honey, you wanna give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is Mobile Help, America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with Mobile Help, you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button. I press the button, and lo and behold, the emergency came within minutes. Mobile Help did save my life. No question about that. Call Mobile Help now for a free color brochure. We'll send you everything you need, including the base station, the patented mobile device, the waterproof pendant and wrist button. You can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help. Call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial. There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your plan purchase. Remember, mobile help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free mobile help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137. Farmers are feeling the pain from President Trump's trade war. Brent Bible farms in Lafayette, Indiana. Today we farm about 5,000 acres and raise primarily corn and soybeans. Free trade is essential to the ag economy. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war that I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be one of the first casualties of the trade war. President Trump, stop the trade war. Paid for by Farmers for Free Trade. TariffsHurt.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Power Swabs risk-free, call 866-504-0276. That's 866-504-0276. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 866-504-0276. 866-504-0276. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit. 
low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 11ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.11ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 11ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. We're in Sedalia, Missouri at the Missouri State Fair. Joined now by Gary Porter, a National Corn Board member from Missouri. And Gary, uh, number one topic here is the drought, right? I know. What can you say? All my neighbors and friends up in northern Missouri, it's just tough, tough, tough. The yield monitor came, uh, I mean, the drought monitor came out last Thursday and the, not only did the drought stay the same, it, it grew, and it's bigger than it was before. And I've driven through the whole area, and it is tough. Up through there through Macon and Moberly and Chillicothe and Trenton, all the way down to Cameron, and it's just spreading. It's just getting rough out there. We're really got our fingers crossed for this rain coming in on uh, tomorrow. If we could get, you know, they said possibly local heavy rain, oh, that would just be a lifesaver for our bean crop. Yeah, we have a map right behind us, U.S. drought monitor showing the state of Missouri, and you looked at it, immediately you said, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. It came out last First thing in the morning, I'm like, oh, I hope that, you know, we got some rain somewhere in the state that kind of shrunk that drought monitor up a little bit, but it didn't. The, the, drought, mon- the drought monitor grew. It's bigger than it was before. Now, where you farm, is it a little better than the, the, the bad, really bad parts? We are state? exactly on the edge of that wow. thing on the north side. I mean, we've got some corn north of us that's pretty good. we got some corn at our house that's a little below average, and there's corn south of our house that's just horrible. I mean, it's just a really, really tough for our neighbors. I, we've talked with uh, Blake Hurst and Director Chin talking about, you know, the formula that's going to be used evidently for any assistance based on this year's production really hurts Missouri. Kind of a double whammy for your growers. It really is. I mean, uh, Missouri corn growers have been fighting this thing since it first came out, and the first words they said about it was going to use production. We're going like, no. And so the, the state of Kansas and, and Missouri are fighting this, saying this is the worst possible thing can happen to our people, this severe drought area. I mean, not only are we going to go through a severe drought, now we're going to get punished because, you know, the the, uh, yield, the yields, the production for 2018 is going to be so low, we're not going to capture any of it. So we're really worried about that. And Missouri Corn is really working to try to pull that off to get that changed a little bit and help out Missouri Corn Growers. We're talking with Gary Porter, a member of the National Corn Board uh, from here in Missouri. Gary, uh, in a little bit there's going to be here uh, a big event uh, talking trade and trade issues. And I know that next to the drought that would be the next thing because that's another part of the issue that you're dealing with here as farmers around the country are trade tariffs trade tensions uh the impact on the markets uh, you got a big crop report i have to ask you this when you saw that report come out friday with all those big numbers and you're talking about the conditions you just described here in the state you're thinking wow this this 
is a kind of the worst case scenario for Missouri, right? It really is. I'll tell you, you, you see the report come out Friday, and not only did they drop it or keep it the same, they raised it two bushels. So everybody in Missouri is like, oh, my land, you know. So now we're the only ones that have low yield. It seemed like every other state you talk to is the crops as good as I've ever seen it, you know. So not only is the Missouri corn farmers fighting the drought, all corn farmers are fighting low commodity prices. So this is something that's really going to be tough on the corn farmers. Yeah, it's not like you can say, well, the price is low, but we'll have a, you know big yields, so the volume will help make up for it. You don't have that either. You, so, so that goes back to the trade and the, the trade issues. How concerned are you with what's going on with the trade tariffs and retaliation going on? Well, all farmers want to have free trade. They want to have good trade and fair trade, and that's what all farmers want that. And we're hoping that the Trump administration, the trade package that they're putting out, we're hoping that that'll work and get more free trade and just do and have better trade for us. And in the long run, it'll work out for all farmers. That's what we're hoping. Is it hard, though, to stay patient in the short term going through what you're going through? It really is. It really is. But I was on a trade mission to China uh, just about three or four weeks ago and got to meet with Ambassador Brandestead. And he gave us some really good news over there. He said that if we could work out a good, fair trade deal with China, ag exports to China could increase by five times. I mean, that's good news. If we could work something out like that in the long run, I think it would be a great deal for all the farmers in America. Of course, you're also battling on the ethanol front, the RFS front, and trying to get uh, E15 sold year-round. You're trying to get, work on this uh, uh, the uh, refinery waiver issue. You've had your share of challenges. We really have. I'll tell you, it's come on with, with all the things stacking up on us here in Missouri. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and have to fight with the EPA on these waivers that they're giving out. It's unfair. It's not. It's just not right. And so we've been working on that also. So there's lots of things we're trying to cover all the way from Jeff City to Washington, D.C. to make, try to make sure that this is a fair thing for the Missouri farmers. Because, especially with all these trade tensions on the international scene, more important than ever to have that domestic market here going right and uh, what we've seen happening with those uh, waivers that have been granted it, it sure cuts into the rfs it really does i mean it just takes away it, just our ethanol market our ethanol market's one-third of our market so trades one-third ethanol's one-third and feeds one-third so we start taking parts of that away i mean and it just really makes us all suffer you know we've talked about all these issues most years when you were, were writing a farm bill that would be the number one thing we'd be talking about and it's still important but here's what about third fourth down the list of uh, key issues for you it is i tell you we missouri corn's been working hard on the farm bill i mean uh, shane kenny and samantha davis has been working on that all year long to protect the missouri farmers to make sure that that farm bill comes out and has the things in there that we need and that they don't take away things that we really rely on in that farm bill, all the way down to crop insurance, uh, to make sure that it comes out of the farm bill unscathed and keeping it. That's a protection that the Missouri farmers have to have, especially the way it is right now. Without that, people could start losing their farms and homes and stuff. You know, I was just thinking, you, you were concerned about the formula that's going to be used, how it's going to work against Missouri. And I'm thinking, one of the things we heard about when the assistance package was announced, it's not going to fix things, but it could help when you go sit down with your banker, with your lender, that may still be a tough discussion for some Missouri farmers. It'll be a bad discussion, I'll tell you, with the drought like it is. And then what we've been working on right now is, you know, they, they've insisted that they're going to use production, 2018 production. We're going like, no way. This could be the worst thing possible can happen to Kansas and Missouri because that's where the drought's at. So we're at least trying to get them to switch it to APH where we have a proven 10-year yield on your farm. And I think that would be the most fair way of, of uh, doing the aid. Because as Blake Hurst said earlier, 
any farmer, you're you're marketing more than one year at a time. You're always looking at uh, not only this year, but you may still have crop from last year. You're looking ahead, maybe trying to price even next year. So usually it's a bigger than a one-year picture you're dealing with anyway. It really is. If you've got a good marketing plan and you start uh, using your crop insurance as your marketing plan, and you start marketing your uh, corn out for 2019, when you get a spike in the price, pull the trigger on some. You know it's a profitable price that you can make a living at. And so it goes a long ways. Thank you. Gary, good to see you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hope we get that rain here in Missouri this I do, week. too. Thank you. Gary Porter, National Corn Board member from the state of Missouri. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks to the folks at Missouri Farm Bureau for hosting us here at the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia, Missouri. Thank you for being with us and joining us on Adams on Agriculture. Have a great day, everyone.